welcome to Sared's Audio Fan Fictions. I'm Sared. Thanks for tuning in. In this episode, you'll be listening to Taking a Wrong Turn Turned Out Right by Derlacroix, a Harry Potter fan fiction. Summary Harry, under duress, made a split-second decision that turned out very right. Genre? Humor, romance. Relationships. Harry Potter, Hermione Granger. Rating. G for general audiences. It is complete with one chapter and originally published in January of 2010 on fanfiction.net. Right, with all that out of the way, let's get started. Happy listening. Taking a Wrong Turn Turned Out Right by Derlacroix He felt a wave of heat somewhere behind his back as he ran for cover. Harry jumped the troll's back, trying to save Hermione from getting smeared against a wall. The rock he was hiding behind trembled from the hard impact. Hermione lying to Professor McGonagall to get him and Ron out of trouble. A long jet of flame licked across the rock, and its temperature became unbearable, Hermione setting Snape on fire to help Harry. The dragon saw Harry running from a different hiding place and voiced its disapproval. Hermione still believing in him as everybody thought he would eat them alive as the heir of Slytherin. A well-aimed jet of flame cut off Harry's path, leaving him no other choice than to throw himself backwards, lest he be grilled. Hermione, running off to the library, alone, to figure out a clue only she would get. The spiked tail tried to squish him into the rocky ground as he rolled quickly out of the way, avoiding both strikes. Hermione, petrified, just a small lost figure in a bed as he visited her. And still, she had the solution in her hand. A fierce, nearly bluish flame was scorching a line into the ground while Harry frantically skittered into the safety of another rock. Hermione, running at him and hugging him hard, shouting, You solved it! You solved it! Some of the fine dust fell upon the heavily panting Harry, as nearly a third of the rock was ripped off by a powerful strike of the dragon's tail. Hermione turning his broom in to protect him against Sirius Black. Hermione getting him away from where, Remus? Hermione going back in time with him to save Sirius. Hermione pressing herself at him while riding on Buckbeak. Hermione hugging him as they left for King's Cross. Relentless, continuous flames started melting the dragon side of the rock, letting a small puddle of lava accumulate at the rock's feet. Hermione, staying at his side, even when Ron didn't believe him. Hermione, 
helping him plan a strategy for the first task, practicing with him relentlessly. Isn't it funny what thoughts run through your head while you're dodging an angry dragon? Harry spoke, to no one in particular, as he jumped behind a different rock, while the Hungarian horntail was still busy melting the previous one. While the audience was still up in stitches seeing the vicious dragon dismantle the arena, trying to get Harry, who had had just enough time to cast a single spell between entering and the first attack, Harry was counting the seconds till his broom's arrival. Fifteen so far. And half of the arena was already pulverized or molten to slag. A summoning over more than half a mile was no small feat. And even if it had worked, Stop thinking like that, he heard Hermione's voice scolding him in his mind. And the dragon didn't incinerate the broom before Harry got a grip on it. Honestly, Harry, why do you always have to be that negative? It would take some time to fly that distance, leaving Harry to dodge a dragon while waiting and scanning the sky. Just as Harry was frantically scuttling up a rockside to avoid a spiked tail swinging in his general direction, he spotted his trusted firebolt making the descent from the arena walls towards him. He had no time to grab it, as he was forced to hurl himself at it, off the small heaps of stones he'd just climbed, to avoid a jet of fire aimed at precisely the spot he was standing on a few fractions of a second earlier. While his back was aching with the immense heat he was exposed to, he managed to get the broom under himself and shoot into the relative safety of the sky just in time before he would have smashed into the rocks that were twelve feet below him. What a daring move! Potter has summoned his broom and is trying to outfly a dragon, ladies and gentlemen! Ludo Bagman's voice echoed across the arena. I bet tomorrow's paper will depict it as an act of reckless bravery and showing off instead of a simple saving my ass moment, Harry thought as he gained altitude and speed both essential to avoid attending dinner as a dragon's main course. He circled the dragon for a while, trying to find an inn. He swooped in and out, but the dragon stayed put and protected her eggs with her body, crouching low above the rocky nest, glaring at him with her vertical slitted pupils. She gave him a short joust of fire every now and then, but he was just too fast, too annoying and she was itching to give chase, which Harry counted on. There, of course, Hermione had helped him with that. Plan depended on the dragon's aggression overwhelming her motherly instincts. Finally, as he passed the dragon in a relative low pass, it happened. She reared on her hind legs, trying to snatch him out of the air. She missed him by a few inches, ripping a chunk out of his robe and making him spin. Just when he regained control, he noticed two things. First, he was headed roughly at the dragon's nest, and therefore the dragon itself at high speed now. Which would be bad. But also, the dragon had thrown herself into her chain to get him, which might have saved his life. But now she was straining against it, which held her up and opened a gap between her and her nest. Seeker instincts took control, and he sped down at the golden egg, reaching it exactly when the dragon slammed herself back into the ground. And no Harry emerged. Harry! No! were Hermione's last words before she fainted, while all around her all hell broke loose. Just as the dragon handlers were rushing to enter the arena to subdue the dragon, 
a ripping sound was heard from near the dragon. And Harry, now missing a lot of his uniform, emerged from behind the dragon and flew straight to the exit. A golden egg clutched to his chest. It took the people five more seconds to shake off the surprise and start cheering. Now inside the finalist tent, a stunned audience witnessed the proper way to greet a hero. What have you done to yourself this time, Mr. Potter? A furious Madame Pomfrey scolded Harry, as she mended the serious cuts on his now exposed left arm and shoulder, where his robes hung in tatters. Sorry, Madame Pomfrey. How could I know that the stupid beast would step on my sleeve just as I made my turn? Could you check out my shoulder? Something popped in there when she slammed the brake on me. Just as the nurse took her wand to have a look, the tent's flap was thrown open and a stretcher was floated in. Harry took one look at it while it floated towards an empty bed and jumped up to rush after it. There was a bushy strand of hair dangling from the edge. Hermione! Mr. Potter, I am not finished yet! Pomfrey yelled, grabbing him by his right arm. Let me... What's wrong? Did she get hit by fire? Tell me! He screamed, trying to wrestle himself free while Madame Pomfrey was trying to hold him back. All the commotion managed to wake Hermione, who recognized the voice at once and sat up straight scanning around. With a yell of, Harry! You're alive? She jumped off the stretcher and hurled herself into Harry, injuring his shoulder even more, just to faint again in his arms. Harry quickly followed. As people rushed to pick them up, Poppy stepped between, already waving her wand at them. Let them be. At least they'll hold still right now. Merlin knows that's a first for Mr. Potter. As Harry woke up with a start, his first thought was to jump up and call for Hermione. But he found himself unable to rise, and his voice silenced. While pondering his predicament, a blurry shape stepped into his limited range of sight. His medical history ensured that even his blurry sight identified Poppy at once. Mr. Potter, Miss Granger, please calm down. I have silenced and stuck you to your beds to ensure you both don't react like you both have, since I didn't want to douse either of you with calming potions unnecessarily. The nurse explained his current situation, indicating Hermione was going through a similar treatment right now somewhere near him. You know, I told you I'd have to resort to something like this one of these days, Mr. Potter. Pomfrey chuckled. Okay, please behave and do move slowly. I'll take the charms off both of you now. Finite incantatum. Finite incantatum. Harry? Hermione called. It came from his left side. Right here, Hermione. I'm fine, he answered, while he fondled for his glasses on the nightstand. That could mean anything from healthy to crippled but alive, knowing you, she retorted, which caused a tiny snort to escape Hogwarts' resident healer, earning her Hermione's attention. What happened? Well, long story short, Miss Granger, while Mr. Potter did his usual death-defying things, you seem to have fainted from shock as the dragon supposedly crushed Mr. Potter. Yes, supposedly, Miss Granger. The matron avoided the looming interruption. As you were unconscious, you did not witness him emerge a few seconds later with a badly torn robe, some cuts, and a dislocated shoulder, and that stupid egg. 
The dragon merely stepped on his robes when it came down, stopping him hard. When you were carried into the tent, where I was tending to his cuts and just starting to look after his shoulder, Mr. Potter saw you and rushed you to the point of nearly fighting me as I tried to stop him to finish treatment. You awoke, rushed at him, and promptly fainted again due to simply getting up too fast. You fell into Mr. Potter, who caught you and fainted too, because of your impact on his shoulder. You were both then put into the hospital wing until I awoke you both just a few minutes ago. I've hurt Harry even more? Hermione asked, shooting a scared and pleading glance towards Harry. No, it was just from pain. You couldn't do any worse than a thirty-ton dragon as it stepped on Mr. Potter's sleeve as he was speeding by at full speed. Madame Pomfrey tried to calm her, in vain, only made her worry even more. You know, Doc, I knew I should have taken a right turn somewhere over Egginstay instead. Harry, honestly, Hermione groaned. You didn't just throw, of all things, a Bugs Bunny joke into this conversation, did you? While still not able to keep the grin off her face completely. No, certainly not, Harry said, before pausing for a second, and addressing the nurse again. So, what's up, Doc? Madame Pomfrey had seen a lot in her life, but she never, ever had patients laughing so hard in her infirmary after one of them nearly had gotten squashed by a dragon. She instantly checked them again for a concussion. The next day, both of them were released for breakfast. The walk to the Great Hall showed that his days would be easier from now on. First, most of the Potter Stinks badges were gone. Only Malfoy and his Slytherins were still wearing them. Harry mostly ignored them, but made a mental note of everyone. Second, Harry and Hermione were thick as ever. Something had changed between them, but neither of them wanted to acknowledge it. At least for now. Sure, they walked a bit closer than usual, but they did so all year long, ever since Harry got isolated after Halloween. And certainly no one would complain about good friends holding hands, would they? They separated at the last possible moment before entering the Great Hall and sat at their usual spot at the table, right next to Ginny, who greeted them enthusiastically. Hey, you two! You really scared us out there. First Harry crashes into that dragon, and then you got knocked out in the commotion, Hermione! Nobody knows exactly who had hit you, as everybody was jumping around at the same time. There was so much pushing and shoving. Yeah, Neville interjected. I nearly got thrown into the arena by some Hufflepuffs behind me. Barely grabbed a hold in time. He shivered. Yeah, got some bruises too, Fred quipped in, and George continued. So don't be ashamed, Hermione. That could have happened to anybody. By the way, great job, Harry. Being tied for second with Diggory is no small feat considering that you're two years behind him. Finishing their daily show of Twin Pong, the twins set off for Jordan and the Chaser Girls, leaving confusion and well-hidden pranks in their wake. Well, that's it for this episode. This has been Taking a Wrong Turn Turned Out Right Written by Derlequois. Narrated by Saird. 
Theme music, Spirited Away by Guillaume. If you'd like to read this fic for yourself, please follow the links in the description below. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, happy listening. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com.